Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much first of all the nerve of your fucking ass to call me and tell me your fucking problem fuck off get lost Get off and take your stupid subscription and cancel. Who cares, Dina? Fuck you. Fuck you, cunt. Fuck you. Do your audience a favor. Get lost. Don't do my audience. I'll do my audience whatever I want. I'll piss on this audience if I Douche. I do have uh, issues about people leaving me. I want to control everyone in my atmosphere. I want, I am a puppet master. And I want everyone to be a puppet. He was saying goodbye to me, and he leaned in for a kiss, and I smiled so big that he literally kissed my teeth. Um, I cheated on every one of my boyfriends except for Howard. For real? Mm-hmm. Really? The day I met Howard, my cheating days ended. You were a cheater? I was a cheater. I hate Beth. I think she's only after Howard's money, and she's, <laughs> and she's a real horse face. Can you bang any of those stripper broads on the, uh, on the show? Teresa Lynch said you banged up. Teresa who? She was on here. She told she was in your movie, Private Parts. Oh, Amy. Uh, no, no, no. Teresa, the, the one with the, oh, one no. the little ass. The she, she never said that. She told That's me. That's a lie. Uh, to admit you're lying. That's Tony. She called Tony. Did I ever bang Teresa Lynn? Like in New Jersey. Welcome to the wrap-up Which, show. Does any of you gentlemen believe that Beth actually loves Howard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's, let's cut right to the nitty-gritty. Artie and I spent last weekend with him, and if she's in love, then she should get a fucking Oscar. Right. She's not in love. She's in love, she should get an Oscar. Friday and Slim. See? even said to me it was funny too because but Beth once said to me you know I wouldn't mind being engaged forever like like this was you know years ago she was, I just think the ring is so great I would uh-huh. love to you know it's romantic. And, and it's romantic yeah. and it's kind of cool but the second I uh, popped the question she was like well, let's get on the phone and tell everyone we're getting married I went whoa, whoa. Yeah. no 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 we're not getting mad we're engaged <laughs> there's no such thing you know what it is I'm so self-important I just don't even remember meeting anyone she was up here one day and I introduced you oh yeah yeah. Some cured, I'm not going to be cured of anything. I am me. I am just going to a psychiatrist so that I can feel better about certain issues in my life. That's all. Welcome, folks, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. With me, as always, is my breakdown commando in charge, Raven. How are you doing, Raven? I'm doing good. What up, guys? Yeah, and we're actually going to cover, guys, today, no no backstory. We're going into June 
15th and 16th, uh, we tried to get into that last, the, the more, most recent week in, uh, which was what, the 21st, 20th, 21st, 22nd or something like that. That's the following week. Right. Yeah. And, but it's just too many clips and we had a lot of stuff to get through guys. So bear with us. Uh, we, <laughs> believe me, we don't normally, as you know, do whack pack shit, but we kind of have to in this case, same as the previous episode. This one's called surfing with the Galeon and clip number one is called wig likes to watch people flaunting wealth on real housewives show. And there's two clips back to bat. So we'll try to get through them as, as quickly as possible. I don't know how anyone, that is why I love, you always say to me, well, why do you love Beverly Hills Housewives? <laughs> the reason I love it so much is I don't know how anybody in this world is comfortable getting on TV and flaunting their wealth when you know full well there are homeless people and people who are really struggling, have kids, the guy lost his job, hasn't worked. How are you comfortable, like, going on TV? They got this one housewife, Sutton. <laughs> Scott Salem's wife. <laughs> Scott Salem's <laughs> wife. <laughs> when do <clears throat> I don't even know where to begin with a topic like this. Flaunting wealth. And we're talking about a billion-dollar man mm-hmm. who owns three palatial estates. A penthouse in New York that's, like, pauperism. That's two, floor, the two other floors. Two. It's two floors, I believe, in Manhattan. It's 8,000 square feet, and it runs about $21 million. Yep. So a lot of room for those kittens to run around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let me just do a quick breakdown while we listen to him talk about people flaunting their wealth. Mm-hmm. Is New York Hampton, uh, Chimneyville, Seven Chimneys, all brought over from Europe, has 15,000 square feet. $20 million value and 4.25 acres of land. Then we've got Florida, the beautiful West uh, Palm Beach, we'll call it, and 19,000 square feet. Value, he bought it for $52 million, and now they believe it's worth 65. That has 3.23 acres. So when you tally all this up, his total square footage between three houses is 42,000 square feet. Now, if you figure the average home to be 2,000 square feet, and that's being generous, he has the equivalent of 21 homes between his three places. Mm -hmm. Now, the total money value would be 106 million. We'll just round up to 110 because we don't know their true values. And it's a seller's market. Yeah. And the acreage comes out to 7.6 acres yeah. between Florida and New York. So, yeah, let's – even though he's not showing us his houses, he's not giving us like a Cribs episode, Yeah, we know what he has. It's been published. It's been in architecture magazines. It's uh, – Beefus has a closet that's 1,000 square feet that he paid whatever, $10 million for whatever it ten, was. He moved – 10 million, yep. He, he moved a whole staircase, a marble staircase in Palm Beach to, I don't know what could have been the reason, but whatever. You know, he's yeah. got like 12 bedrooms or eight bedrooms in one, five in another, 12 and a half baths down in Florida. Yep. But he he has a problem with people who flaunt their wealth. Like, did he really have to buy these gigundo houses? No, these, of course not. Tax write-off. Um, Versailles well, buildings that we, you know, it's we'll funny. never see. 
it's funny. The the house in Florida is a tax write off. The Hamptons is obviously just a star fuck because you need to be in the Hamptons, right? Correct. Um, Although some people, they're, they're, you know, most slebs, I would say, are just as happy as a pig and shit just being in Malibu, let's say, like on the West Coast. And they don't ever need to be in New York State ever. Um, but other people feel like if you're not in the Hamptons, you ain't shit. So that's that's the kind of thing like uh, it, it, as soon as you, you know, you win the lottery, you buy the flashy car, that kind of thing. That's what to me what the Hamptons house means. The the classier person moves out to California and just says, fuck it. And I want to live on the beach, you know, and gets yeah. a Johnny Carson type mansion. There you get your isolation. There you get, you know, also earthquakes sometimes. But, um, you know, uh, he's. Yeah, go ahead, please. Well, there's a. There was a discussion on our Facebook page about why isn't he in Jupiter, Florida? Jupiter has way more celebs. If he really wanted to star fuck, I mean, Palm Beach has has the star people, but it's the celebs. It's it's a lot more politicians. Mm -hmm. It's um, I guess what I'm trying to say is they're an older crowd. Yeah. He okay. He's you know he's forever (laughs) skater boy. You know he could be with um. You know, Tiger Woods and, uh, well, not Burt Reynolds anymore, rest in peace. But Sadly. Uh, who, who am I thinking of? Um, someone, uh, someone, post, someone posted it because a, the, a person had posted about either Burt Reynolds' mansion or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, it was a picture of Jupiter. Or we or it was a discussion that in, ended up to, talking about uh, Jupiter, Florida, and how uh, Burt had a huge spread there. And um, and it's now like abandoned, you know, like the whole the whole property is just left to waste, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But he but uh, th- there was I didn't realize Jupiter had as many celebs as people. The, the people who were talking about it did mention. I was like, really? Yeah. Like the person I was thinking of was Kid Rock. OK. Not that he's like the biggest celeb or anything, no, but he's like a party not. guy. Hey, he's um, Mr. Rock apparently, and roll. But if you look at it, Jupiter is where Robert Kraft goes to get hand jobs. So maybe Palm <laughs> Beach is the place to be. I don't know. <laughs> the New England happy endings. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, let's go with number two. She's playing the I game. I got a problem with that. The uh, game. I got a problem with the, uh, you know, I have a problem. I mean, but it's the reason I watch the show. The problem I have is how are people so comfortable Flaunting their wealth, like <laughs> hold on, flaunting their wealth. Flaunting. <laughs> when, I heard, when I heard that, all I could think of was, "I'm getting excellent <laughs> reports from you." Okay, hold on. That when other people aren't doing well, I don't understand how you. I would be so ashamed and embarrassed to be carrying on and wasting money the way those people do. I want to go through that clip just one more time to get that sound out because I know people <laughs> may not have heard it as well. So let's try again. I got a problem with that. I got a problem with the, you know, I have a problem. I mean, but it's the reason I watch the show. The problem I have is how are people so comfortable flaunting their wealth? Flaunting. Okay, hold on, guys. Let's see if the soundboard works. <laughs> getting excellent reports on you excellent. There it is. <laughs> you know nice. before those before those caps do you honestly remember and you're you're as good as as, as uh, you know uh, you have as good a memory as anybody else with this show do you remember him having such problems with you know sh or you know in the in the past no. before, the, before the new caps no 
No, like every now and then he'd he'd stutter or something, but just because he was so excited about something, he was, you know, stuttering. But like it would be something normal that we'd all have trouble with, a bunch of S's or uh, W's or something. But like it's it's a drastic, humongous change from what it once was. Yeah, it's like implosives occasionally are a problem. Uh, you picked one for the last uh, breakdown that we did, and X's, and yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, number three, Wig wants to be Hitler. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. And just listen to the crap you threw out there. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm not a fan, but you're talking about the shit. Holocaust. And then the thing, okay, but in the same breath, Howard, you're saying, let's take these people and put a tattoo on them. Yes. Whose idea was that? <laughs> Hitler. Hitler. I'm, I'm the modern-day Hitler. I want to take all of you fucking anti-vaxxers and lock you up somewhere because you're anti-my country. You're sitting and worrying about aliens coming into this country. Okay. I, the, now, here's the thing, guys. i got to preface this with a really big disclaimer. A lot of people are making this vaccine, anti-vaccine thing political. and We're not a political show, and it's not a political issue. Sorry. I know you guys want to make it, some of you, a political issue, but it, it just isn't. And uh, I've, I've forbidden it from the, um, the Facebook group recently because a lot of people decided to take his comments that were reported in whatever shit. I mean, quite a few. CNN reported on it, for fuck's sake. And that's, it must have been a slow news day when they're reporting on Howard. So um, I forbid it because basically people won't shut the fuck up about it and all of a sudden it gets insulted. I find it funny that him and Jimmy Kimmel both got in hot water for their comments about anti-vax people and how they don't care about them they could die as far as they care and jimmy came out to his house this summer now we know that any press is good press even bad press so do you think it's possible they were trying to gaslight people and just bring themselves to the forefront of the pr machine that is hollywood and the news so you think slowly like we got to get some kind of traction this is the way to do it make some kind of inflammatory statement towards anti-vaxxers yeah, I would say maybe Jimmy had some idea like, hey, if you say this, I'll say this, or we'll both come out with statements and see if it gets picked up. I don't know. It's, it's or possible. It's gen- it could just generally be his true feeling on it, which I don't doubt. But the fact that he would even mention something like that and know how it's going to polarize people, no matter what percentage of people, it's mm-hmm. a good chunk. Well, you know, it's it's enough people are just fed up just the fact that he's going on about, you know, COVID in general, okay, on the shows and just really like, you know, that narrative where, okay, for the next year, I'm going to talk about the merger. Next year, I'm going to talk about fucking AGT nonstop. And so for this year or in the last two years, it happens to be I'm in my fucking bunker and I'm happy as a pig and shit doing my tracing. I mean, painting. Uh, and uh, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm talking about COVID and masks and this and people are fed the fuck up. I mean, people live it. They don't need to hear about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... <laughs> Going to school to learn algebra, then going back home, and instead of dinner, your mother has an extra algebra class for you. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's enough. We we come to his show for comedy, okay, and I know yeah. we used to. Now yeah. we come, we find a different form of indirect comedy, Yeah, but people, some people truly still come to the show for comedy, and even those people are getting turned off, especially after his vacation. Our membership has never grown faster than when yeah. he took his summer off. And right before he came back, we had, what, 30, 40 people asked to join. That's insane that that many people. And they're they're coming in the AM live thread that we do during the mockery thread. 
mm-hmm. when he is live this week. Mm-hmm. And granted, Thursday, it was like me and two other people. Yeah. Because it no was one in the cared. afternoon. No, <laughs> no one cared. No yeah. one remembered. No. It didn't, it didn't, it really shows how irrelevant he is overall. And I kind of enjoyed it because I could have really great personal conversations and jokes. I, you were there. Yeah. And I was, you know, it, yeah, it was we were having a ton of fun. So, <laughs> hey, you know, you were giving me jewelry and all kinds of stuff for, <laughs> for my service. Steven well, Singer jewelry. Steven Singer jewelry. I said, yeah, exactly. You're getting some QF swag out of it. Uh, maybe some Gardein uh, plugs when we advertise with them. Um, I think that um, I think that the uh, Miley Cyrus Metallica thing, which we're not going to cover, guys. I just don't really give a shit. Uh, but mostly because I'm almost certain, and you can you can verify whether whether you think so as well. Uh, that it was pre-recorded because with the bands they can't afford to have it sound like you know um, they can't afford to sound like that Dave Grohl interview we covered in the last episode <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's it's yeah. music I mean that thing once it's out there it's recorded they they might have the original recording that they can you know put out there as to um, uh, clean up any audio but most people out there will only ever hear you know. Uh, I don't know. Enter, <laughs> you know, if, if it fucks up. <laughs> so, so I don't think we're going to cover it. And if we do, it'll have to be like a, either a Patreon thing or it'll go straight to the app. And we were not going to have it like it's not going to be part of any breakdown on Sunday. That's for sure. Let me save everybody the trouble. It was a big circle jerk of kiss ass conversation. They played two songs. The one with Miley. Unfortunately, it took them like three or four tries to get it to go. Wow. And even when it it did work, it wasn't phenomenal. Like all the buildup, which mm-hmm. was like an hour and twenty minutes of buildup for this one oh, song, for fuck's sake, not worth it. I mean, I like Miley. I'm not going to bash her. She yeah, did, me too. She did well. She did well. But then when they did the second song, um, it it was typical Metallica. I mean, it sounded good. I've heard it a million times. I mean, they did their two hits. I forget even what they were. Uh, Nothing else matters. Or is... uh, that was the first one. And then the second one. Yeah, Miley did Nothing Else Matters because it, she she did it originally with them like years ago in 2019 mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. in Britain at a low point in her life when she was getting divorced, her house burned down. I get it. It's very special to her. But like the, you know, the second song, we've heard it a million times. It was no different than any song I'd heard on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christ. I'm just not the biggest Metallica fan. It's kind of forgettable because it just that's wasn't okay. up my alley. Sorry, guys. That, that, but, that's okay. Um, there was there were some things said after the concert when Metallica left. Oh, and by the way, Elton John just talked really nice about everybody, and then they all oh. kissed his ass. He didn't play the piano like Howard thought or <laughs> kind of um, – advertised that he might do a song with them, which would have been really phenomenal if he had, but mm-hmm. he didn't. So he just talked for like 20, 30 minutes. They kissed ass. It, it, really, that's all it was, was one big ball wash. And then at the end, there were some quirky things said. So you guys, you and Sam can listen to it and decide based on the live thread, what we picked up on that they were talking about. I think there's some clipworthy stuff at the end when it's just the two of them talking. Mm-hmm. But I do believe it was pre-recorded, even though he was going on um, Eddie Trunk show, mm-hmm. and 
it didn't overlap at all. Like by the time they were done on Howard, then he went on the Eddie Trunk show. So like there was a gap in there for him to stop and start. Yeah. But again, that doesn't mean it wasn't pre-recorded. So yeah. Or yeah. So anyway, that's that. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was totally okay. forgettable. Okay, fair enough. And, uh, okay, the number four is called Vax Facts. Oh, sorry, we're still finishing this clip. One sec. Why worried about the fucking virus that's in this country, you cunt? Everybody's worried about the virus, but you can't force things. Okay, and then it continues into Vax Facts. Wiggy wasn't sick, he claims. On survey, list the most common reasons to not get vaccinated. One, concern for side effects. Okay. Everybody, everyone I know who has taken it, I don't, no one's got a side effect. Okay. Except for you, some people did. I didn't even get sick for one day. Liar. Yeah. Had a sore arm. Waiting to see. We played it. We had the breakdown. We covered it completely. We yeah. covered both sides of it, actually. We covered the the uh, the, the before and the after. And uh, he absolutely, because he didn't admit it. He never admitted he got vaxxed until way later. He he bitched for two days about being sick and not sure if he can make it through the show, but mm -hmm. it timed up perfectly because three weeks later he was he was on a private jet plane for Florida and he stayed there for months. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yep. we know. <laughs> Guys, there's, and it's not a QF breakdown unless we have a clip like this. I know a person. <laughs> I know yeah. a person who got COVID. <laughs> I know a person got COVID, got over it, and was sick as a dog, got over it, and now months later is having problems in another part of their body. And the doctor just said this is a result of COVID. In other words, it's a secondary. This COVID ain't this well, is now such they're a bad thing that it causes psychosis in some people. Yeah. They're having Why hallucinations. I know that, uh, okay, this is this is the mandate. This is his mandate. It's because it's the only thing. He has such narrow focus because he's such a dumbass. Robin has to go along with him for every, 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 fuck that, every fucking thought she's got a parent. Mm -hmm. Unless she's upset by it because it affects her personally, then she might take him to task a little bit. It depends. Like the Sim Simona Dinnerstein thing, for example, where because she had to eat some shit. Um, <laughs> but go ahead, please. <laughs> Yeah, he um, he just constantly will not let this subject go. And it's such a downer. Like, we want to hear his take on things going on in the entertainment world, movies, uh, his own. Stu I'd rather hear about his stupid fucking fridge and what he's got in it and how, you know, he's got to eat some protein and Robin calls him out on it being meat. Mm -hmm. I'd rather hear about. The fucking kittens than COVID. I just, I'm sick of it. We're overwhelmed with it. We know what's going on in the world. We're not idiots. You can't avoid it. But for him to rail on it and constantly just propagandize everything. And I'm not taking a side on this. I'm just saying the whole subject should be taboo at this point. We don't need it. Yeah, no one, just, no one needs to fucking hear about it ever again. Like, really, like we're starting. People are, you know, they said they had COVID fatigue was the term, and uh, and and I really would rather not exactly cover it too much on our show. I mean, we're just trying to do a, a an accurate representation of what he's actually going through on a general basis um, when we do these shows. So that has to be part of it. But we're going to try to minimize that as much as we can. Um, the next one is number six. Robin talks about heroin. 
And if you guys recall from the last episode, I was asked Napkin Ed that, uh, you know, we're, we don't know. But you judge for yourselves based on that breakdown, what you think of it. So I don't get this. Ask Napkin Ed's life is horrible. Heroin takes him out of that life. No, come on. He's going to kill himself. Well, if he uh, uses it responsibly, fuck. Fu- nobody by the way, oh, about responsible heroin use. I was oh. thinking. I was thinking. You two fucking okay. cunts. Oh, what the fuck? Use it responsibly. What world is she in? Is she taking the hillbilly heroin called oxycotton? Yeah. Is she on? Is she on something that she's using responsibly? I don't understand. You, I mean, you after you had a, a guy who was on your show the better part of a decade, and for a lot of it abused heroin, and you gave you gave him such shit, and you made fodder out of his fucking addiction, and you have the nerve to mock it. You mock, you know that after all these years. I'm not trying to be guys, Mister Fucking Social Justice Warrior. I'm talking about basic human decency towards someone who was a huge part of that fucking show that you wrote off, and and wrote, you know, but yet managed to write his fucking addiction and enable him into the fucking into suicide uh, or attempted suicide at any rate. I'm really upset by that uh, because you know every, I, I don't know everybody take it as as they please, but fuck. I think the hardest part about it, besides us loving Artie so much, is that Artie floated that show from K-Rock to Sirius. Yeah. And it was his downfall. Uh, he gave his lifeblood, sweat, tears, everything mm-hmm. to that show. And that is the saddest thing. I, I constantly say this is what really turned me on the show. And the more I watch those old clips of him, not I can't even watch him anymore. Yeah, it's tough. Because it's gotten to a point where him nodding off or throwing things at staff has just turned me so much. And if I ever want to dig into anger, I just think of that. and Or I look at Howard's uh, real estate portfolio here yeah. that does a good job on me too oh yeah so yeah let's just keep moving um but for robin to say that about ass napkin and mm-hmm. whether it's a bit or not not funny i just no, don't it, know what's what they're thinking these days i i think it's uh it's it's much like this clip here hold on for a second Ask well, the producer of the, robin when you get an opinion on your own I'll wait talk a minute to you. are you Nice. I just figure, you know what? It's it's sometimes you have to power through the stuff, and I guess we will have to learn how to do that too sometimes. But that one just hit me. Diarrhea. It lasted six days before I couldn't stop shitting, and I don't know where it was coming from. It was it wasn't only liquid; it was food too, solid. What do you mean by solid food? Like um, steak was coming out. You were shitting out whole steaks. Yes, and I don't know where it was coming. Now this is gross, grotesque, and a whole number of ways guys this one's called ass napkin shits a t-bone um i should have prefaced that um (laughs) forgive me for all you porterhouse lovers but go ahead (laughs) yeah i hope no one's eating dinner during this uh they should know better with our show but this is pure fiction right i mean Mm. what am i hearing come on yeah I, I, i clipped it because it it again shows his scat fetish. Yes. And I'm guessing it was scripted that they told Ed to come up with some shit stories about his heroin use. I don't know. Okay, ask Napkins yeah. Porterhouse Worm Shits. Because you know Ed is uh doesn't have a lot of money and he doesn't have a toilet, so he shits in a bucket. You know Oh yeah. So you know it's back it, in the bucket days. Everything he does is extra gross. Here we go. Were the shitty steaks covered in worms? There was so 
something in there, but I don't know if it was rice or if they were maggots. Then I just put them in back in the toilet. Well, at that time, it was a bucket, so I put them back in the bucket. And what does a bucket of shit-soaked steaks even smell like? Okay, yeah, this is okay, this is completely written. There. Yeah, this is uh, sorry. This is without a doubt. The boss wants scat. The boss wants cock. The go- boss wants you know uh, I don't know like weirdo ass porn. Sex. Yeah. yeah, yeah, anything with the ass, cock, shit. We, he's he's down with. So, uh, Wilding, you know, keep your writing. You know, write with your shitty inkwell, your, your diuretic inkwell, and uh, can keep keep coming up with these bits because you're clearly you know the boss's favorite. Whoever's writing this crap, pardon the expression. Sam, I'm so sorry for not giving you a warning before this, but I will give you a warning about later on when we hear about Wendy and where mm-hmm. she's shitting. All yeah. right. So, sorry, Sam. At, at that point, you take a break for sure. This next one is called Ass Napkin versus High Pitch Eric. And Pep Talk, he can go suck a dick. I'm going to um, outdo him on Cameo and uh, mm. put him out of business. I love when people who have nothing fight with each other over scraps. Well, you like your entire uh, staff did at, at various points during your entire career because they had nothing. So they had to claw at each other. The preface is, guys, that they're still trying to give hypogeric shit like that or they're trying to uh, get basically guilt him out of getting it instead of doing cameo, doing their show, because since he is able to find money through cameo, he has no reason to be on the Stern show. So they're doing a little bit of the Godfather here, like you owe me your life, you know, kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll play a little bit more of that. You know, what's interesting to me is he's giving motivational speeches. Yeah. I would love to hear some of his advice. He can't even motivate himself to get no, out of the room. No, he's lying in a bucket of shit. And he's <laughs> With heroin. All right. Jesus. Yeah, that's funny. Um, the next Keep one. Cackling. Yeah, number 10, Wendy is homeless, which is, you oh know. Oh, my God. Com- just comedic so fodder. Yeah, it really is. Sorry, bad, guys. guys. But when just remember, Wiggy is mad at people who flaunt their wealth. Mm-hmm. And I read you his $110 million real estate portfolio of 7.6 acres and 42,000 square feet. So mm-hmm. now listen to Wendy and compare. Yeah, Maureen Callahan, want you to report this, please. Give you the Wendy the slow adult. Uh, yeah, I, gotta, I thought we should is, put those two together. This is just a lesson in poor planning. So this is kind of shocking. Get ready. Wendy is currently homeless. What? And living living with her mom in a van in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. And, and that takes us to the next one, living in a van down by the river with, river with yeah. apologies to Chris Farley and I believe Bob Odenkirk who wrote the sketch. They have some home that they all of a sudden they got an offer on and they sold it, but they didn't like think ahead and figure out where they were going to live. So now they're living in a car. And then the next clip, because this is all the same series, guys, all Wendy stuff up until the last few of this day. Um, Wendy's family. She's in a van with her mom. And Wendy's brother and the and the brother's girlfriend are living in a separate vehicle, sleeping in the same parking lot. So like uh, it's like they're all going to a drive in movie theater and just staying in the theater. Um, you Sorry, Raven, you wanted to say it. This is just it gets really horrible. Okay, so I think what happened was Wendy's mom fell for one of those, you know, we'll buy your house for cash immediately in any condition. Right. 
unfortunately, people on Reddit posted pictures of the house, and I think I showed you and Sam these pictures. Yeah. We're not going to post them because it's That's just their sad. Yeah, it's something um, not the worst, not like something I've seen down in North Philly mm-hmm. or Kensington and Allegheny, but it's it's bad for Florida, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Basically. They, they sold their house. They had no plans to go anywhere. So now her mom's driving around looking for places in Georgia, South Carolina, and Florida, anywhere. And Cracker Barrel has apparently the best parking lots. They don't call the cops on people who sleep there overnight. So they've used those for um, sleeping. But apparently when Wendy has to go to the bathroom, remember, she's handicapped. So she's either in a wheelchair or a walker mm-hmm. when she gets around. And... Howard got into, you know, her shitting habits mm-hmm. uh, in the woods and at, out the back of the car, like in a porta pot, like, a, you know, kind of one of those pots you put over the toilet for mm-hmm. older folks, yeah. or handicapped people. And then they just kind of dump it. And the doors were like her protection. But mm-hmm. it's just sad. This whole thing. Um, I know. Yeah, there, we have a couple more clips. So let's listen to those before I say any more. Yep. Wendy and her mom shared the van with two cats and a dog, which really upsets me. <laughs> this is funny. Animal and human hater upset. <laughs> that is the name of the clip. And then Wendy, it says here, number 14, Wendy lost her cat named Robin. Yeah. I do you have the windows rolled down. No, we didn't know how she got out of the car. So she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Luckily, you were able to find her. She came back because she sent me back when we went, when we came back from Georgia, we slept in the Cracker Barrel uh, Park Line Norman. That's where she probably sent me. So Robin got away. You guys left the Cracker Barrel and went to Georgia and then came back to that same restaurant a few days later. And then you found. Uh, just a little break, guys. And then more. Uh, my brother, yeah, because I was sleeping. So what do you think's going on, Wolfie? Like. Why did they even leave the Cracker Barrel parking lot to go to Georgia? Like, what was in Georgia? Okay, so so Wendy lives, the home used to be in Florida, but now they're desperately searching for a new house. So right. Wendy's mom takes these very long road trips. They go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. So they rotate where they're sleeping. So that's... Okay, thank you, Wolfie, for, you know, lifestyles of the uh, <laughs> rich and famous uh, impression you're doing. Um, but... This, this is yeah. This is the thing I got to ask you. Yeah, you know the the show has has you know foisted the whole whack packer thing for so long that whack packs stopped being funny. I don't know how long ago, but it really. I'm I'm, I'm talking seriously now. He crutched on them for so long. I don't know mm-hmm. why he feels he needs them anymore, except for filler. Yeah, I, there's the scat content which he usually gets out of any number of them. Yeah. Uh, but if you notice, once Shuli left, he doesn't get Tan Mom. Yep. He definitely doesn't get Underdog Lady. Mm-hmm. And High Pitch didn't want to talk to Wolfie because Shuli was gone. So they finally convinced him to talk to Sal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really Marfan Mike never worked out. Mm-hmm. We don't hear from um, uh, Jeff the Drunk might be like once a week. Mm-hmm. We still get Bobo and Marianne, but that's just I can't even acknowledge that hardly. No, no. Um, and uh, what's his name? Gary, Gary the retard. 
who's mm-hmm. a conqueror also, apparently. Yeah, right. Uh, he's working and living out west in Oregon. So, Oregon. He has a life, and he's just not either returning their calls or just wanting to be a part of the show, or they just don't find anything entertaining with him. Angry Alice, we know that she refused to do it unless she got paid, so yes, good, she's good no you. longer <laughs> yeah, part of it. Um, yeah. It's just... I. I, I really think they struggle with the whack peck. There's not much there. And maybe that's why they were phasing out truly is someone up above was like, you, you got to stop using these people. And Bigfoot, he burnt down his apartment complex, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah we, I mean, he's on forever. I, so, I think and somebody with, I guess my point is somebody with brains, somebody who actually ran a show properly would, I think, clearly understand that they don't work anymore. They just don't work as, as in any sense. Like you can't you can't say the word retard anymore, much less, you know, exploit them and get away with it. And yet he still does. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, they use ham hands maybe once a year and mm-hmm. he's handicapped. Um, but. Also, you got to remember, like, we have a lot of people in our country right now that just experienced a hurricane and flooding, not just in Louisiana, but along the Northeast. Yeah, no kidding. We had tornadoes up here, which we never used to have. Mm-hmm. And there are all kinds of GoFundMe efforts. There are local donation spots. I mean, I've been, I, I've had many people come to me for asking for donations, either money or mm-hmm. actual items to bring mm-hmm. to people that are homeless mm-hmm. that have lost their entire house and is going to take mm-hmm. months or years to rebuild or get money from the government. So the world seems... is a really sad place right now. <laughs> yeah. It and just the last seems a little... thing you hear about is Wendy being homeless and shitting in buckets in the woods. Right. Isn't that tone deaf to be bullshitting about real getting, getting fake upset about real housewives flaunting wealth and then exploiting these mentally handicapped people? While you sit in 42 square feet worth $110 million and -hmm. complain about money, complain about stuff that doesn't even affect you. Yeah, You know, he's not going to see anybody. So what does he care? He doesn't want to leave his house. Yeah. He should be like, go out, don't get vaxxed. Go run amok. It's not going to affect me because I'm not going to see you. I'm not going to rub elbows with common people. That's his thinking. So why why is he so worked up? That's the whole point. He doesn't give a fuck about anybody. So vax, anti-vax doesn't really matter in this case because he cares about nothing. He has no vested interest in anybody but himself. So, you know, it's it, the, the faux narrative of, oh, you know, people, we got to get fuck you. It's all about you, asshole. Don't don't even front like that. So the next cl- clip is called <laughs> Wiggy, Wiggy Needs a Cracker Barrel. Dude. <laughs> Yeah. You're sleeping at night. Do you have the windows rolled down? No, we didn't know how she got out of the car. So she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. Luckily, you were able to find her. She came back because she sent me back when we went, when we came back from Georgia, we slept in the Cracker Barrel uh, parking lot in Norman. That's where she probably sent me. So Robin got away. You guys left the Cracker Barrel and went to Georgia and then came back to that same restaurant a few days later. I wonder if Cracker Barrel's advertising with the Stern Show now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's play okay. the rest out. And then you found her? Uh, my brother did, yeah, because I was sleeping. Let me just say real quick that Wiggy didn't know what a Cracker Barrel was. He didn't mm-hmm. know it was a restaurant where you can get, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That it's the equivalent of, like, an Applebee's. Uh, 
I don't know, a sit-down restaurant, let's say. And I remember a while back, sure, he didn't know what a Waffle House was. This is a man (laughs) of the people who doesn't know what these basic, simple restaurants are that are across the country. If you drive any interstate, you're going to you're bound to see these because they're on tons of exits. I've driven up and down the north uh, the eastern coast and they're they're everywhere. So, let's just say he is so irrelevant, so out of touch that when he asks these dumb 79 questions, it just shows how he has no clue of, because he he lives in a bubble in his yeah. jet, in his basement, in his bowling alley. Yeah. Um. In his, you know, two thousand square foot bedroom mm-hmm. with a balcony, and he doesn't. Oh, oh, I just can't. Yeah. Just, it just. Yeah. I, I think the analogy is really like you know how if you see a limo, the um, you know the the windows are usually blacked out on the outside. I believe they're blacked out on the inside, and he can't see <laughs> shit outside when he's driving around that fucking limo because he doesn't want yeah. to. And, you know, that whole, I can't find my way. Yeah, he's bad at directions, but also he's not paying attention outside. He's not looking. He's not ever actually concerned with what's going on because, fuck it, my world is right here playing, I don't know, Game Boy in the back of a limo. Um, so the next one is Wig Concerned About Wendy's Diapers. Now, this one, guys, is going to get rough, so here's your, you know, PSA. Sam, yeah, Bail. Sam, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go vape or something. What the hell? I mean, how are they getting rid of Wendy's diaper? Because Wendy's diapers always fall. So, so this takes a lot of planning. So a lot of gas stations, they're not open 24-7. So you have to plan where you're going to find a gas station that actually has a bathroom with a stall wide enough to get a wheelchair in. So they have to plan hours in advance what's going to happen for that night. And, and it, it's challenging. Much like Wiggy has to plan out how much shit talk he's going to put out in a single episode any day. And we've gone through Ass Napkin Ed's shits, and now we got to go into Wendy's shits. So you tell me he doesn't have a fucking scat fetish. If they haven't realized it already, they're not going to. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm giving a fair (laughs) clipping of of what goes on on the show. Exactly. Eh. Number 17, Wendy shitting in a porta potty. So tell me if I get this wrong. Wendy's shitting in a portable toilet in the parking lot of the Cracker Barrel, right? That's, she's not going in her diaper. Yeah. So what they do, they the, the van is parked in the parking lot, and they open up the two doors to try to make like a, I guess like a V shape, and then Wendy gets in there on her portable toilet and shits right in the parking lot. But apparently, people are driving by very slowly, and some people are taking pictures of her. Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> that's not. No, no one's taking pictures. I guarantee you that's them wanting to fucking please the boss by making it some kind of deviant activity. This is just bullshit. And I mean, like, yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she is shitting. But the pictures aspect of it is just Wiggy's, like, voyeurism scat aspect to, to please the boss so he can fucking whack off to this later. It's repulsive. Agreed. It's it's so terrible, but there are people out there that would put something like this on TikTok mm-hmm. and be like, you know, went to my Cracker Barrel tonight and this is what I saw. So people are willing to video anything. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's making little movies out there. And it's so sad. It really breaks my heart. I'm not like this a is super Wendy panderer, <laughs> but I'm just I'm appalled that this was going on for so long because 
honestly, like Wendy will do anything. She'll say anything. She's always being, it's always leading the witness with Wendy. Anything Howard says she goes along with. And eventually the mom comes in and I think the mom cut off the call. The mom had had enough. Um, I didn't clip all that because I just, it was enough already. So I don't know if you want to finish this clip. I think people might've had enough scat, but go ahead. (laughs) There's only, we'll we'll finish this with 25 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Nice. Give the woman some privacy. And then uh, I guess other times they, they wheel her into the woods in a wheelchair that she shits in the woods. What do you mean she shits in the woods? Like they just trip her down naked and then she shits. I mean, they, they, I think she's in, she's wearing clothing at first, but once they get her deep enough into the woods where other cars can't see her, <laughs> they, they, they pull her pants down and she shits in the woods. Okay. Wow. So, so he's laughing about it, but also he has to add the, like, is she naked while she's shitting? Yeah. It's completely extraneous information. Unnecessary. It's all unnecessary. Let's be honest. But why uh, the, the only person who asks that kind of shit is some deviant asshole. I'm sorry. That's just that's my I'm I'm being judgmental, guys. Sorry. He's he's heartless. He's beyond cruel and he's making money off of this mm-hmm. while their family is desperate. They're spending a hundred dollars a night on a hotel room just to shower once or twice a week. Yeah. And spending all their money on gas, running an air conditioner overnight to keep the car cool for the animals and the people inside. Mm-hmm. How sad is this? Like how hard I don't think it's that hard to find a house. I don't understand Wendy's mom and like what her issues are other than needing handicap access yeah. for Wendy, but you can go to any realtor and be like, I need this, this, and this in this location, and they mm-hmm. will give you choices. Why yeah. I why it's like that, I don't know, but we haven't heard anything since he came back. I mm-hmm. expect that to be next week or the week after. Yeah. Most likely. Next clip is called Wiggy Threatens Hypocheric, as we pre preempted earlier, guys. I'm hearing Gary calls you. You don't return his calls. You've been difficult. Sal told me you're a pain in Sal told me you're a pain in the ass. I'm not a pain in the ass. That's the word around here. That all of a sudden, ever since you got on Cameo and you made a couple of dollars, you forget, uh, you know, now you're big and famous. But you forget how you got famous. Okay, there's this. Uh, there's not really much difference between this and the Ronnie rant. Like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be all this. So that that's that's typical Wiggy. But this is also, um, you know, it's not the word around here. That's how he feels personally. Yeah, it's a bully session. Uh, High pitch made ninety five thousand last year. He was bragging about um, charging seventy five dollars for a cameo. Mm-hmm. So you guys can do the math on that, how many he does. He does mm-hmm. like six to 12 a day, I guess, some days. I don't, who knows? But mm-hmm. I would never get one from him. Yeah. And I, it's just constant, you know, having the upper hand and holding all the cards on somebody and threatening their life with their or their livelihood. Oh, yeah. If they don't succumb to his demands. Like That's right. And if King baby deal. Well, like the whole point with the stuttering John thing was, God forbid someone else, someone on my show get financial independence, then they can tell me to go to fuck. And he can't have that because it's a lack of control. And if he and I've talked about this with Bob D on the Patreon episode recently, if he can't control you financially, which is really his his major leverage, then he 
loses control himself, period. Like, he actually can't handle it. He just can't understand, oh, fuck, what am I doing now? What am I going to do now? This person has thoughts. They have feelings. They they don't care what I say. Uh, he would go into a tailspin if that was the case. So <laughs> threatening your, your um, employees with financial anorexia is the way to keep a leash on them. And what better way to threaten a whack packer with another whack packer getting more time on the air, more heroin, which is his word, Mm -hmm. or Bowie's word, for what they want is to be on the air is their heroin. So, yeah, he's going to tell High Pitch that he's out and Ass Napkin is in. Because I have a busy life. (laughs) What are you busy with? Cameo, my, you know, doctor's appointments. I have two procedures at the end of the month. If I tell my audience not to go on your cameo, that business is going to dry up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, That's true. Al called. Um, it's ironic because the audience that wants those cameo doesn't listen. They they they, they don't listen anymore. They're, they're, they they nah. they only know him from before. They don't give a fuck about Howard now, and they're not listening. So number nineteen threats continued. High pitch, low pitch premise. And Eric again says, no. And I said, Eric, are you still angry? And he says, no, but he just refuses to do anything. Wow. So I have a question. Does, does Sal's voice seem a little weak to you? Yeah, absolutely. Him and Bowie both. He's, it could have just smoking, just too much smoking too much. Yeah, Sal was a big smoker. And then he became a big vapor. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all getting older. They're losing yeah. their timber. <laughs> I guess so. It's just, um, yeah. Father time sucks. It does. I, I'll never lose my timber, guys. I'll make sure I get some uh, compression just to make sure I sound the way my my normal dulcet tones. Oh, with me. You know what? I don't. You know why he's listen. silly? You know why you're silly, high pitch? Why? If you're on the show, that's what fuels people using you on cameo. I take you off this show. That cameo will dry up dry up in two months. You won't be living the high life anymore. Wow. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. I- Hey, Ronnie. I prank. No one else. Okay. Okay. (laughs) To let you get of it. And when I pull you out of this world, it's torture. That's exactly the same. Like, the tone is different, but the sentiment is exactly the same. Don't fuck around. I'll take you out of my little world. (laughs) Isn't it funny how much vitriol and anger he had in that? You don't get that anymore. No. Now it's anger, but it's like dull anger. It's not that sharp yelling that he used to do. Well, you'll, you'll laugh, but Bob and I covered the Dina call for Patreon recently, and uh, the anger in that was just over the top. And you realize, and he goes, "That's narcissism. That's narcissistic rage." And yeah. uh, I and I, but the back of the back of the whole call is the the best part. That like that's it's so much wonderfulness in a, in such an awful way. Um, number twenty, everybody piles onto the hypocheric gangbang. Sounds an old email, right? So I said, Eric. Um, I would like you to talk to Sal, and you wrote back to me, no thank you. What what does that mean? Well, that was an old email. So, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I could do something with Sal this afternoon. No, but I mean, what is no thank you? I mean, what do you mean? Why no thank you? Because I was busy at that time. Busy with you do nothing. Uh, busy not busy, busy getting paid by somebody else because you won't pay me. 
I mean, that's that's the long and the short of it. Well, besides his hernia surgery, his colonoscopy, he's busy with golf, cigars, Yankee games, and cameo. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> Man, we're in the wrong racket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so anyway. The only he thing you're busy with time, is cameo, yeah. He said he was too busy because he was having lunch, a cigar, and a nap, and I wouldn't be able to speak to him that day. <laughs> and he golfed now, too, Howard. He's golfing. Howard, on, oh, May, 11th, on, on May 11th, he told yeah. me to call him back after his surgery in late June. And I said, wow. you, I go, you, you really not available for the next six weeks? And he said, I'm busy. Mm. But this is yeah, very I, upsetting. I, I, play, I play golf now every Wednesdays. <laughs> He's like a doctor. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse, send in the next patient, please. <laughs> backlash shit because they got rid of Shuli. Shuli was his buddy. Shuli yeah. talked to him like a friend. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, how he got in so good and how he found out all the dirt. And now they're paying the price. I mean, yeah, they got this out of him, but it doesn't look good for them. How does this make the show look good that n- the regular whack packers don't want anything to do with it, that they have their own life now? Well, yeah, it, it's it's a bad, I think, as they say, it's bad optics for the show because but because they're saying, and they're also bringing up Shuli, which is verboten. You're not allowed to bring up, you know, people that are gone, of course. Um, but um, the other thing is, like, how, how much do you think Shuli's enjoying the fact that they're getting such blowback from the Whack Packers now that he's gone? Because I know Shuli's, his his listenership is, is pathetic. If you go by YouTube metrics, I don't know how he's doing on Patreon. I'm sure he's getting enough money to keep him in fucking rolling papers for now. Um, and his kids might have to go on baked beans or whatever the fuck. Um, but the thing is, he he was such a, a Whack Pack fixture that I, I believe there's some part of him that's like, fuck it. Good. Good on you, you fucking idiots. Uh, you know, you just stick it to the show. You know, he did, he can't say it, but I believe he feels that way. I would, too. I would agree that he's happy that they don't have the content that they once did for the Whack Pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not a Shuli fan. I'm not a Shuli hater, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I've stopped following his stuff because I'm not going to do his Patreon I see him on Instagram advertising whatever shows he's doing, and I'm just not interested in what yeah. he's putting out. So yeah. I don't know what his listenership is. I don't know. I All I do know is they had to go to Patreon because Bob Levy couldn't keep his mouth shut about certain misogynistic <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, and homophobic things, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we love we love the gays. Um, number 21, high-pitch Eric boycotts due to Shuley's absence. I remember, I remember this clip. I respect Wolfie. He's part of our team. Yeah, but ever since Shuley left the show, I don't want to do anything with Wolfie. Well, then don't do anything with Wolfie, and uh, we'll forget you. Wow, that's that's some nice pass. Not just even passive aggressive; it's just straight aggressive. Like fuck you, and I. You know, if you you get so much out of these whack packers, you you think you do them a solid. No, no, and it's it's ironic. I, I'm repeating myself, but unless the sponsor gave it the money, it's funny. I, I forgot to ask Richie that. 
if the show ever actually fronted money for for prizes. And I imagine at one point they did, but most of the time I'd say it never came out of Wake's pocket. It was always just like there's no budget for that. It was just Rob Zombie's doing, you know, Night of a Thousand Corpses, 500 bucks from him or whatever production company here. You know, the latest Tom Cruise movie, which he would never advertise on Stern Show. But you know what I mean? Sure. It was always like Nutrisystem or I don't even uh, Steven Singer, one of those dumb things. Yeah. Zipper Dr. Calabro. <laughs> yeah. Get new titties. Um, okay. So, guys, believe it or not, we're going into the 16th. That was the 15th. Now we're going into the 16th. And uh, Sam clipped these. So, thank you, Sam. Um, the first clip is number one gaslighting Ronnie's retirement. It's not even summer yet. Yeah. A lot of people write me fan mail saying that I'm really mean to Ronnie. I, geez, I. What? You're trying to say you love him. And you I know. <laughs> a lot of fans write him emails. <laughs> I know a guy who sends us email. Uh, I know a person. <laughs> the people don't get it. I don't know. They How think that's they mean. that part? I, if I was Ronnie, I think Ronnie's going to miss. No, I think he's going to actually, because he goes, have fun. Whenever you go, it's 116 degrees in Vegas. He goes, have fun in the snow in winter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well. I, you know, I'm not the biggest Ronnie fan, but I'm with him. As I get older, I fucking loathe the winter to the point where I can't even watch. My my wife loves these Hallmark movies, and they're all filmed in the same place in BC. And whenever they're and BC is mild, but when you think it's winter, you think exactly like East Coast snow, all kinds of shit. I will never miss that in my life. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Now I said in the past show or two that they spent the whole month of June bashing Ronnie. Mm-hmm. No lie. They bashed him every time. Now, maybe not in the last day because they, they filled that up with three whack packers. Yeah. But then the next day, right off the bat, 7 a.m., you heard the theme going. Mm-hmm. Ronnie time. Hello. Yeah, well, I think um, the next bit of homework it won't take it won't take much. Just go on to Mark's friggin' really and, uh, and document how many actual Ronnie days. Where Ronnie was in or on students in studio, well, you know what I mean, like on the show in the past however many months, uh, and calculate how much bashing they did each time, uh, like the ratio of days per bashing. And I'd say it's it's like one one and one. Whatever day he was in, they were going to shit on him for leaving. I think it's ninety five percent of the time. Yep. Pretty much. Unless it was they had Ronnie come in to talk about someone who was like a whack packer and, you know, it, was, it wasn't about Ronnie for a second. That might be the case. Uh, number two, uh, people say I'm a monster. feel funny with him leaving New York. I don't know. Uh, here, I'll read it to you real quick. What people think of me. They think I'm a monster. <laughs> but I'm such a mean guy. And I guess I am a mean guy, but. Yep. Yep. I don't know. If enough people say it, it must be true. Uh, <laughs> on Monday's show, we continue. Wow, a, ra- a rare moment of uh, <laughs> self-reflection. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> huh. Valid. Yeah. yeah. People hate the McRib. It's not selling. They must not be very popular. Uh, number three, um, Emperor Wig knows better. Mm-hmm. Leave everyone alone. <laughs> Let's see what kind of show. Leave Ronnie have. alone. Leave Sal yeah. alone. Leave High Pitch Eric alone. Why is it with my show, everybody seems to know best what to do except for me? You know, and people write reviews of my show, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Hey, Pelican, how you doing, buddy? Are you enjoying the show so far? Thanks. 
Wiggy, I've studied you for 30 plus years. I can tell you exactly what's wrong. No laughs, no original comedy, mm-hmm. and all it's just a downer. Your whole show is a big fucking downer and fake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a Howard Stern show. The new tagline, the, the, the T, how do we do it? T-H-S-S, where comedy comes to die. Uh, and so, yes. like, I didn't hear the, I don't, again, the Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short, or as I'm calling him, as I'm calling them, the Steve Martin Short uh, interview. I think if we do cover it, it's, um, there's, is there any difference between this and the one time Steve was in there before? Well, he asked if they had a bromance. Yeah, and, and if they Steve if they was very each other uncomfortable nude. with that. He's like, I wish. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Martin handled it great. He's like, well, not from the waist up. You know, he's he's hysterical on the fly. I love Martin Short, and I used to like Steve Martin a lot. I just yeah, kind of think he's a mean man, and he's soaked up in narcissism. So I'll I'll give Marty a pass on this interview just because mm-hmm. he's so great. And Steve even admitted that he cancels parties when Marty can't show up because Marty's so fun. People love him so much. Leave Ronnie alone. The stuff they hated before, now they're angry that you changed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny to me. (laughs) It's funny. That's the operative word. We're missing that. But anyway, evidently I don't know what to do with the show, but they do. Leave Ronnie alone. My parents retire. Yeah, he's just tone deaf. He's just a tone deaf asshole. Uh, number four, passive aggressive Howie playing a Mund endorsement. Instagram and commercial. I just, uh, no, you gave him a commercial I endorsement. Doing, I was doing a thank you. Right. That's called a commercial. No, it's a thank you. You got a free product and you did a, a plug for it. No, That's I a commercial. thank you. I was telling everybody right. how good it was. That's Look, all. Ronnie, if you wanted to thank them... You write them a note. I did. You did a commercial. I did, that I did write them a note. I but you don't know you did a commercial? No, I didn't do a commercial. You, what? <laughs> the semantics. We're going to let this play out because it's a long clip. What is a commercial? I know. I know. It's an advertisement for a product. I know what a commercial is. I'm not and an idiot. And so they name the product and they tell you how yeah, good okay, it is, Robin, right? Robin. Okay. <laughs> I like the beer. I t- I went on Instagram and I did a, a thing for it. A okay. commercial. You want to call? You want to call it a commercial? Fine. Robin, you call it a commercial. Ronnie calls it a thing. To me, it was I a, did a thing. To me, it was a thank you. Okay. <laughs> and we're gonna let that one play out, guys, just a little more. It was a thing. If I if I re- retweet, where's my thank you commercial? I How come I don't get a I, thank you? I thank you all the not time. Not on Instagram. No. No, he doesn't want me to do that. <laughs> I, I didn't. So it's very it's very funny that I think what the endorsement was they're talking about, which we talked about last episode, was Ronnie got a man groomer. Mm-hmm. And just this week on the newly live shows back from 68 Days Off, mm-hmm. man groomer is now a sponsor and he's doing live reads. And the 79 that he is even said well, I'd never use this thing, but I just got to read this. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> the master of the backhanded promo wasn't it who was it before i think it was the robin when she goes uh, something about steven singer like everybody loves steven singer and she goes not so much <laughs> something like that right. she, she was recording yeah and um I, I couldn't believe that i thought i couldn't believe that stayed in you know much less uh, maybe it was edited, but we got the we, we got the thing on cut. Yeah, we got it before they cut it. Okay, so either way, I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Like you know, the, this, it's those bloopers. It's like um, the uh, reporter goes ghetto. You know, when the fly goes in his mouth, that clip, which might be the the yeah. best video of all time. <laughs> you know, Casey Kasem. Oh, why Casey am I Kasem's doing a fantastic. goddamn dog? death dedication <laughs> <laughs> anybody wants to check out the ernie anderson uh compilation he was the guy that did the uh, voiceover for america's funniest home videos and it's it's just nothing but fucking profanity it's all the oh. edits and he's going so if you or anybody you know in your family oh jesus fuck christ <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable um number five wig and blob need a commercial tutor all right. No, I'm agreeing with you. Robin, that's not I a commercial. It's not a commercial. <laughs> it's a All right. You go it on. sounded like a commercial to me. When somebody sends a product to your door for free, and then you get on and you thank them, that's not a commercial. No, it's a thank you. It's a thank you. Right. Why do you a have commer- to thank them in public? Why not? What's the big if it, deal? If that's it was a commercial, is, Ronnie, yeah, what would you have done? Social- what? They are idiots. Thanking them is an endorsement, but a commercial is a commercial entity. A commercial is something you do that's a direct promo promoting something, some kind of product. Like a 30-second – like a 15-second jingle is a commercial. A 30-second – Commercial is a commercial, but thanking someone or liking something on fucking Twitter or Instagram or however they do it is not uh, a commercial. What kind of fucking retards are they? I don't know. I guess it depends on how many details you're giving about the product, if you're really supporting the product, or if you're just saying, hey, got this great thing from so-and-so. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. It could go two ways. I suppose. Would you have, is that what social media is for? If it was a commercial, what would you have done differently? I don't know. It probably would have said, you know, go buy this product, go to the store. It's in this store. Right. It's in that store. I didn't say what store it was. I didn't say where oh. it was. All right. That's fair enough. Okay. If I guess said, you got me there. Do they say where it's every available? time you hear a Budweiser Whatever. Come on. You stop the shit it? now. Please. <laughs> Come on. By the way, later in the show. Okay, um, before before we go into that, thank you, Sam, for clipping these. There's a shitload of clips, but um, a lot of this, I, I'm, we apo- I'm going to apologize in advance now for anybody who uh, is fed up with the Ronnie kind of bashing. We're just kind of documenting it subtly uh, as it as it finally happens. And uh, now, of course, Ronnie is officially in Vegas, and uh, from what we understand, really enjoying his life. And here's to you, Ronnie. Uh, we hope you are fucking. <laughs> we hope you're laughing at everybody get breaking out the hoodies out east. Yeah, hell yeah, Ronnie. Have a good time. Yeah. Ask me so a question. If somebody if somebody puts something up on Twitter, and I favorite or retweet it, is that a commercial? Right. Oh, and this clip is called incidentally Wiggy essentially promoting sex trafficking as a non-commercial. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that a commercial? Depends. Not is it a product? It's a product. Is it a product? It's not if it's like a friend of yours who says, Ronnie. Um, or hot chick of the week. Here's, yeah, here's a girl. A girl I, here's a girl I think is good looking or something like, you know, something where it, there's no product endorsement. But if somebody, if you say, 
hey, here's a, um, a motor oil that I really like and I suggest everyone get it. It's a commercial. It's a review. It's a commercial, but it's still going to help the company. <laughs> okay, fuck it. I guess gift subscriptions right. wasn't a commercial. Okay. Um, no. Number, number seven, wig gaslighting integrity and burns, and it burns like a shot of SoCo. I don't know what SoCo is. Southern Comfort. Oh, for fuck's sake. Whiskey. <laughs> yeah, but I, I never, never touch that shit. Sorry. I'm going to offend people. That I'm sorry with the uh, Southern Comfort. I, I'm not a bourbon guy, guys. Sorry. I'm just... Just yeah, that. me neither. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not. If you enjoy it, fantastic. I'm. I'm. I'm an old. I'm an old Greek from you know from way back. Give me a ouzo and fuck everything else. Um, a, a motor oil that I really like, and I suggest everyone get it. It's a commercial. It's a review. It's a commercial, but it's still going to help the company. Now, it's usually a because it's officially a commercial where services are exchanged. So whether they pay you. Or they give you free product. There's a payment involved. That's why you ever notice, Ronnie, all the years you were with me, and you've been with me 35 years. A lot of times, sponsors want to give me free stuff, and I go, no, I, I don't want to be beholden to. <laughs> Richie told us great stories about. The, he told us about the Glom box. It was quite a substantial. Richie told us mm. if you guys, I don't know if you guys. I think you guys will get to this uh, before we. Uh, you know, it'll by the time you you hear this. But he said um, they found a bidet. Uh, he found he took a bidet that was given to them by whatever sponsor and sold it on eBay for three hundred bucks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was from the Glom box. So yeah, exactly. The sponsor. I don't want to be beholden to that person, so I reject it, even though it's very tempting to get a free. Sometimes people want to give me a free car. <laughs> Mercedes. <clears throat> Robin. Happy birthday. <clears throat> See, mm -hmm. Strippers. Stripper. <laughs> Believe it or not, and I go no because then. I lose the ability to be myself and criticize. So, yeah, oh, I, mean, I did a lot of free stuff, but I don't take it because I don't want to be accused of doing a commercial. My fucking ass. Yeah, right. How many free fucking, how many free, I don't know, scallops did he get from Nobu? Just by mentioning Nobu on the air every so often. How much funny money did he get from Lonnie at Scores? Exactly. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about here? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, people. That's right. Uh, and in fact, the show got in trouble years and years ago for um, basically uh, inserting promo inside a segment. I think it was like Pamela Anderson, these gift cards, like, you know, uh, fantasy cards, you know. So, you know, uh, it, but it was meant to be within the con finds of an interview or something you're supposed to say I, I use this product and it was complete bullshit and then Robin giving like positive praise for movies that made no sense and um, like that must be some kind of plug because it was a Wachowski movie that bombed but she said it was a great film but Ronnie, Robin has shitty taste in film anyway but um, yeah please well Peloton's another example and that rowing machine that Beth was using yeah. they were both sponsors on the show it was clear as day. Do we even hear about them anymore? Not Peloton, because too many people were dying from that. <laughs> like, seriously. It's not a joke. I'm laughing, but people, I, I did see the one video of the kid getting dragged underneath, and it's not, doesn't make for a pleasant viewing. So, uh, yeah, it's not a laughing matter, but uh, it, it, I find it funny that even Gardein, for a while, there was a, like, the, one of their, 
remaining sponsors, and they, they clearly didn't sell a fucking romaine lettuce leaf and from <laughs> from them. <laughs> that was it. So you never hear them anymore. Number eight, God forbid my staff benefits from anything ever, but buy a calendar, you cheap fucks. They, they, they've had a meeting. They go, who's really like who's got some uh, followers who we could just send a couple of cans of beer. And instead of them asking us for money, it's just going to fucking go on and promote it anyway. And they, they went down the list and they found you. <laughs> well, the world send of people. A, I'm not going to mention names. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. I wish you'd mention names. Mention names, Ronnie. Um, yeah. Number nine. Robin Kardashian wheeling and dealing shit to the pl- to the pleb employee. Oh, yeah, hey, do you ten- realize what happens if the Kardashians mention a product? What right. that sponsor had to do for them? Yep, but they don't give it away for free. That's no. I'm saying what the sponsor had to do for them. I'm they just didn't just ni- send them something I'm too, for I'm free. Too nice a guy. Too nice a guy. Yeah, I don't. Nice I, I don't ask for You're money. Easy. I don't ask for money. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Like it has to be it has to be a dual assault. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. Like if Robin takes Ronnie's side, Wig's not going to continue. Also, Wiggy knows nothing about the Kardashians and what they're doing. He's just saying they're not giving it away for free. Mm -hmm. But he he's got no other input to say on this. And Ronnie did name names. Of mm-hmm. other staff that got free stuff, like oh, yes. Richard, Sal, JD. Mm-hmm. But here he's backtracking. So yeah. I don't know. I didn't never right. ask for money from anything for anybody. Nor should you. Oh, yes, you did. Nope. <laughs> you don't nope. drive Howard for free. <laughs> no, I'm, to- mm. <laughs> I'm talking about a product. What are you breaking my balls for? No, it's, listen, just know like what I, you're getting I, I into. I want my friend's helicopter company all the time. Um. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Just real quick. Did you notice the wheeze and Robin's laugh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, we it, talked about Bowie. We talked about Sal. Their voices are shot now. Robin's is shot, and we have this great clip that you have that mm-hmm. we've played before in the past of Howard clearing his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's got tuberculosis. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm going to edit it properly, so next time you guys will be able to. Well, we can drop it like like uh, we can drop it like <laughs> Funkmaster Flex, and you guys are just going to just be a drop. Um, next tech clip is called Buddha Beer and Goodbye, Ronnie. Anyway, uh, the reason for those of you who wrote in and think that I don't like Ronnie, I love Ronnie. I'm very upset that he's leaving. I don't like hey, listen, it, and I'm, I know Ronnie I'm, is going to be upset, upset about. I'm should a, be. I'm upset. And I'm glad I'm still going to be with the show and I'll still have a connection. Um, but, yeah, it's it's like a whole, you know, end of a, a lifetime, you know, of a life here, you know? Yeah. This is just some crazy note. <laughs> if Ronnie had his way, it would be yeah. an end of a life. <laughs> Wiggies. <laughs> yes. Ronnie Look. is seriously choked up. He's, yeah. Ronnie is sad. Yeah. He's going to miss the East Coast, even though he's glad to leave the snow and all, but he's going to miss his friends. He's a very social person. Well, they do say that in life, there's there's a certain types of life changes that are all equally, well, supposedly equally um, stress-inducing. Uh, quitting smoking, let's say, or quitting drinking, uh, divorce, moving, 
which could be a house or a moving state, you know, moving cities, whatever, any kind of moving, right? And right. Uh, that if you do any of these things, it's like a high stress situation. And so he's leaving for the f- what I believe is the first time, um, mm-hmm. in ever. He's been a New York guy since forever, right? Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if he did any jobs early on in his life where he was out of state somewhere and then moved back to the, you know, New York. I don't know enough about Ronnie, but either way, you're leaving everything you know. And that's it's major for people. I, I think people undersell the the um, the stress factor involved in such a thing. So, you know, good luck to you, Ronnie. Either way, we, we love you. Pushing you have like like getting funky Buddha beer free commercials. I, you know, what does that have? And, and, but now this time you've sold your house and you're going to Vegas and then you're never yeah. going to admit you're miserable there. You're going to be sitting by that for 10 minutes picking your asshole. Why would you think I would be miserable if I made the decision to do it? Because you make a lot of bad decisions. You've never no, been don't. miserable with a decision you've made? Yeah, well, sometimes, but not, not this time. <laughs> Who isn't? Yeah. What a dick. Yeah, Such this a is fucking just fucking dick. Yeah, this is so pure. Sad. Yeah, this is pure unadulterated. Oh, this is pure unfiltered contitude. Uh, Robin, are you sad that you tried to cure your bladder tumor with <laughs> magnets behind your ears? <laughs> I'm sorry. Drink. Or your uterine tumor, whatever it was. Endometrial uh, do you cancer, think yeah. that drinking ayahuasca helped you? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know you turned to a different type of medicine. Mm-hmm. When that failed, yeah, and then uh, I mean, fuck's sake, the, these fu- the fucking doctors like <laughs> they wanted um, the Steve Jobs doctor. Meanwhile, Steve Jobs, before he died, was thinner than his own fucking MacBooks. Um, I, I, it's awful. I'm, I'm not making fun of cancer, guys. Believe me. Um, number eleven, fear and loathing in retirement. Nice. And I, I'm, I hate that he's leaving. I think it is something he should talk to me about a little more seriously. Oh, fuck off. I did I'm talk good. to you about it. Yeah, but you know. I didn't we think you'd ever through, really do it. We talked I didn't think you'd do it. pandemic about it, and I said yep. he was doing it, you know? Yeah. He, yeah, please. This is the same as when Stuttering John left. He tried to tell him what he was doing, and Ronnie did too, and now he's saying you didn't talk to me enough so that Wiggy could talk him out of it. Yep. And it didn't work, whatever the first conversation was, whenever that was. Yep. And, yeah, Ronnie's a Buckwald client. I mm-hmm. believe still, he might and be. uh, Buckwald let this go. You know, um, I don't know if he can control where Ronnie lives. No, but he, you know, maybe he dropped him. I don't know. We'll see. We, uh, we can who knows? Investigate. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not going to go too deep into it either way. But the fact is, you you, you fucking took, you were. Let's just we we have simpatico. Stuttering John, I want I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I, I, if you got any job opportunities, I don't want to hear about it. That when we finally get to that, because there was actually multiple clips, a lot of clips, and it's repetitive. But if you hear it all collectively, and then the final day that Stuttering John is in. It'll make your fucking head spin. Most people would not have. A lot of people would have missed a day or two, and then they would have maybe caught something retrospectively, uh, retroactively rather. And um, it, it's just infuriating and mind-numbing, and it's the gaslighting. It's like a gaslighting seminar, and um, it's no different. And he's been promoing this move for more than a year. Wasn't it like last May? Oh. Uh... April? Yeah, probably summer. 
Yeah. That he started saying he had a plan and mm-hmm. this was going to happen and he had a spot picked out and they were going to build the house and mm-hmm. he'd be moving in. I, it might have even been like September, October, mm-hmm. but I, I really think it was summer. I'd have to look back at my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's been long in coming. So it's just one of these fucking let's pile on right as he's going out the fucking door. Um, anyway. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to miss you. Yeah, he's got he's got all kind of family here. He knows though. He knows that, and he's got I, I, listen, leaving everybody. People do that all like you left your family, asshole. Sorry, <laughs> I'm coughing and laughing. I love I love he brought up family. <laughs> Here's the other thing. Ronnie made an attempt to come back and see him in August. Yes. And Wiggy refused. But Wiggy saw Jimmy Kimmel, his wife, and his kids because they flew on a private jet. And Ronnie Mm -hmm. didn't. And Ronnie was delayed 18 hours in the airport around regular folks. Then he went to a wedding and he saw family and friends. And he was Mm -hmm. around a lot more regular people. But Jimmy, who was vaccinated tested flew in on a private jet he got into wiggy's house but ronnie no ronnie couldn't even drive do a drive-by nope not allowed wiggy refused yeah but then you know you get into the star fucker thing and you don't actually (laughs) you don't actually get any confirmation of that okay sure yeah right Mm -hmm. he's not a star fucker all the time they, they, we're not talking you know, about people. We're talking about you. Kids grow up and mm-hmm. they have other interests and, you know, they don't have time for their old parents or old grandparents or whatever. And, you know, they can always mm-hmm. get on a plane and come visit, you know, they're yeah, old yeah. enough to get on a, a lot plane. of time for that. That's exactly right. And that's what people do with their grandparents. They just make time or they, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, let let time pass and, you know, things happen. So, yeah. Do you think Wiggy ever thinks about his granddaughter? <laughs> what granddaughter? <laughs> what daughter? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, right, 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 I, right, I, right, I right. told you that that, that granddaughter, that giving birth to that granddaughter <laughs> changed the will significantly. And uh, my, he might have been wiping away a couple zeros for um, Deborah. Um, number 12, powered passive-aggressively checking Siri out of concern for Ronnie. Uh, but anyway, that's that, and... No, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about Ronnie checking the weather in Vegas. <laughs> what? And uh, I'm upset about it. I don't it. check it. I don't check I do. I check it every day now when I go on my walk. I go, <laughs> why? Because I go, hey, Siri, what's the Because th- I want to see what you're going to be doing. I'm, I'm concerned. You're going to be in 113 degree weather. You're not. He's been doing this. This is like probably the third breakdown where we've had to fucking cover this bullshit, I think. And uh, yeah. it, it's like it's like I'm looking I'm hoping for I'm looking at the Weather Channel app, hoping for thunderstorms to, to and lightning to fucking fry Ronnie to a crisp. Bob D, don't don't tell me this is don't tell me this isn't classic. Like, di, what is it called? Discard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like actively he, he's lamenting devalue, devalue, devalue and then discard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Young chicken anymore. You think it's a joke? I'm fine. <laughs> People who drop They're dead left and right. Warnings to people. They probably I'll have cooling systems out there. Ronnie's going to be trying to find some air conditioning. I'll right. be fine. I'm going to put a fan on my walker. <laughs> Recently, somebody oh, hey. posted. One hey, sec. Fred. 
<laughs> exactly. He's alive. Um, we have a pulse. Uh, clear. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, I think that um, someone posted what I th- what I imagine is from Stephanie's Insta about a dinner with uh, Ronnie, his grandkids, or his kid, grandkids, girlfriend, that kind yeah. of thing with Stephanie and I believe Bonnie, his ex, right? Mm-hmm. She was yeah. there too. Yeah, I don't. I never. I never knew what she looked like, so I. I wouldn't have known. Like, if someone told me that's her, I go, okay. Well, I guess that has to be her. And I. I don't know if other people were going, wow, you know how you know look. <laughs> Stephanie looks like a kidnapping victim or something. I, huh. I. I. I just. I don't know. Maybe it was awkward. Who knows? But all I thought of was how cool that. Um, Ronnie and Bonnie can actually get together in civilly together with, you know, Stephanie there and celebrate something or, you know, be around, just be civil. I, I think that's, you know, a lot of times that just can't happen when people get divorced. It's very telling that Ronnie has matured and family comes first rather mm-hmm. than personal feelings. So yeah. good for him again, yeah. he's living the life. He's got yeah. a young, a young wife who's a lot of fun. He's doing what he wants, but again, he's still got to either get up at 3 a.m. or 3.30 or just pre-record shit for this show, mm-hmm. which I think is what's really happening. Yep. Uh, well, uh, this was uh, in the Richie interview. He said that Ronnie said he'll have to get up at 3-something to, to be on the show. So sometimes it will be pre-recorded, I'm sure, and then other times when he's in, it, he'll just be, you know, awake now for ronnie i'm sure it's not that big of a deal because if he had to get up way early to drive howard you know like four or something in the morning or four or something you know like i'm sure an extra hour is not going to bother him either way he's got that internal body clock set up already yeah ronnie used to get up at three four in the morning anyway it's yeah. nothing different than his old schedule when you really think about it yeah uh although i'm certain they're gonna drop off quickly when he goes why the fuck am i doing this why am i bothering with these assholes uh number 13 howard lamenting and projecting ronnie's sound choice to leave hey, I don't a little back, get on a plane and come back and visit if i feel like oh, back now he's visit. now he has to fly here to get an, a stimulation right you could have flown oh, to vegas visit. for a couple of weeks you wouldn't visit. get out of the snow oh you two fucking cunts really really is that is that your solution? Yeah, he just should stay and, you know, uh, fuck you. I'm so tired of these two living yeah. in their little bubbles. No clue of what the rest of the world goes through. Have you ever been to an airport in the United States in the past two years? Either of them? Like, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of bullshit to go through with security. There's... You know, not just taking your shoes and your hat and your shirt off or your your jacket, but like I believe it being searched, being questioned, having the right documents, having no food, having no drinks in your bag, just getting stuff ripped out of your stuff. And if you're lucky, your baggage lands when you get there. Like these two have no frickin clue. They fly first class or private jet. Ronnie. No, Ronnie's with the rest of us. And yeah, I, I think for them to po- put him down is terrible. Post post nine eleven, I would say was the was such a quantum difference in airport security. If we were, we're we're going we're talking comparatively speaking, the effect that COVID has had on the the flying and like the flight industry, like you know, and then 
airport, you know, security and what you're talking about, the only thing I could think of comparable would have been 9-11 to the point where now American citizens and Canadians, the citizens, for example, had to actually show passports to cross border, which up until then wasn't really an issue, at least at certain crossings I've done over the years uh, when you're driving, let's say. But now like with COVID, you've got to make spaces more. You've got to put signs on seats, to, you know, between seats and shit. You've got to, yeah, what you're saying, new signs got to be printed. People got to get used to new protocol and stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a, a vast, um, like quantum difference in, in change. Yeah. And you never know what kind of people you're going to get when you get on an airplane. Oh, there yes. could be people that are aggressively fighting, yeah. drunk, mm-hmm. unwilling to wear a mask. Babies crying, children misbehaving, kicking your seat. I mean, there's so many things, and you're already stressed out about getting to your destination, getting a rental car, getting a hotel, and sounds then like you've a, got sounds like, like a normal sounds like a normal flight to Tampa. Go ahead. I mean, for people that don't have kids or haven't grown up with them, haven't raised kids, it's a real eye opener when you get on yeah. a plane and you see people with a lot of young kids. Oh, fuck. Yeah. My heart goes out to them because I made it through. Mine are 12 and up. I'm yeah. good to go. Yeah. Mine are really great for traveling. I love them to death. But like, yeah, other people's kids, not so much. And, oh, fuck. you know, they're kids. You got to <laughs> give them some room. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had to put on my, quote, crown royal earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> when I get on a plane because there's someone to scream and fucking youngster. And my wife actually is kind of like the baby whisperer. She's uh, at least once that I know of. And one time that when she was flying by herself had to help someone with their baby because she, she grew up baby. We don't have kids, but she's natural with kids and she babysat all her life and she's really good. She's, they just have an affinity maybe because she's so short. They think she's one of them, <laughs> but um, okay. she uh, was, you know, holding the baby and making, making it not cry. And the mother was clearly a new mother and nervous and whatever else. And she just babies can sense that they it's like dogs. They can sense when you're nervous. So they keep crying. You're not comforting them when you hold them. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Like I put on my Cabernet or my Pinot Grigio earphones. (laughs) But again, how important is it to travel with a young child? Is it really that important if you know they're going to have ear problems? You know, they're going to scream. You know, they're off schedule. They're not on their nap They're. I mean, I don't know. I'm torn on the kid thing because mm-hmm. I never took my kids until they were like potty trained. Yeah. And I could I could talk to them and yeah. rationalize with them. But other people, I mean, I don't know their circumstances. I, I don't want to get into it. It's too much. Yeah. Let's, yeah, keep, it's, let's keep going. We're all right. Tangent. We'll, we'll, that's all right. We'll, we'll turn this into what do you call it? Uh, flight stories. Nightmare flights. One oh one number. OK, that's the rest of this clip. Hold on. Uh, still uh, Howard lamenting. Right. In the winter, if you went down to Vegas for oh, a couple of weeks, I would have understood. But you have to make a whole big life change during a pandemic what? when you were depressed. What's, what's wrong with that? There's nothing all wrong right. with change. There's nothing wrong with change. Clip number 14, folks, Hollywood Howie and Tumor Blob doesn't like Ronnie having actual friends. <laughs> do you believe it or not? No, 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 oh, no, I know no. you I do. just want to make hey, sure Kurt, that you that, are doing yeah, everything I know. you need to the do. Friends that, the friends that yeah. once I move there will move away, right? I know. No, no, I know all those friends. I know the new friends. Yeah, who, yeah. Uh, you yeah, don't I know. know all the, no, you mm-hmm, don't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't know those friends. <laughs> Hollywood Ronnie friends. I know. Not how, no, absolutely not. Not right. Hollywood Ronnie. No, Vegas Celine. Ronnie friends. Yeah. Right. yeah. Vegas Ronnie friends. Exactly. Yeah. Ve- Celine Vegas. Dion. 
Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jealous much? Just a little bit. He's worried that Ronnie might be telling his stories to those friends. Uh, just a little bit. I mean, does it sound a little bit like this? <laughs> Howard, here's the deal. You're such a star fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that something that small is going to get us taken down, but we never know. Uh, I don't think so. Um, that's that clip. The next one, 15, Beth sleeping while I tissue my balls. Yesterday, Whoa. having that issue, my balls my, my balls on the left side were sticking to my left thigh. I was really? in bed. They weren't in that little sack they're supposed to be in? I don't know what happened last <laughs> night, but Beth was sleeping, and all of a sudden I'm like, Jesus, I'm all irritated on my uh, by my balls. So I uh, I took a tissue and put it between my thigh and my balls. I fell asleep <laughs> like a baby. Hold on. Well, we're not young. Hey, go ahead. I know you got something to say about this. Such a king, baby veal. Yeah. This guy. What? This minutia is the problems that we have to hear about? Come right. the fuck on. Come on. You're like a, a billionaire. Raven, I you can't can do you. better. Wiggy, <laughs> listen up. Stop it. Raven, you know, I had such a fucking, what a week I'm having. I had to clip my big toenail, and it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> People are dying. People are losing their fucking livelihoods. Fillmore, I had to shave my armpits. It was awful. <laughs> oh, fuck Do you know are we hearing? I had to flip my own omelet. <laughs> oh, the humanity. <laughs> Okay, uh, number 16. This this might be a little sad for folks, but it says, sounds like Ben's organs are failing. Good content. Add. Oh. No more. Listen, we're doing the best we can. Oh, dude. You know what's going on with your father. I go, what's yeah, I know what, what? Well, what's going on. He sits there. I don't know what he, you know, he doesn't talk anymore. That's a sin. That reminds me of when Richard Pryor, with his MS, lost the ability to speak. And, like, of all people, to lose the ability to fucking speak. Like a comic. That's that's like a ballerina getting her fucking feet lopped off or something, you know? It's a clear sign of depression. Yeah. When when people stop, to, old people stop talking and telling their stories, look yeah. out. They're yeah. going down, spiraling fast. It's sad. I've seen it too many times with family. Yeah. I don't, I, I just, and this guy, he's making a joke out of it. He thinks we find this humorous. And yet the parent impressions haven't stopped. They went on this week. It's a, it's a tragedy. It mm -hmm. really is. It's a shame. I hate, I, I, my first debate paper in school was euthanasia. Mm -hmm. And, and it was awful. It, it just, thinking about that topic but it was something on my mind i guess i don't know it yeah. was a big deal to me at the time because of what i was looking at in my life anyway i'm off on a tangent no Wait, it's you, all right you suck stop yeah. doing the parent impressions unless they're actually funny yeah if they're something or, legit yeah or if you can hear punchline yeah or if you can actually hear from them and get them in the studio because then it's not as tragic for for one thing like if he heard from his mother it wouldn't be so bad now all you do hear is his shit impression of them now the other thing is 
um, dad's dad's dementia's not getting any better, obviously, and he's had to be put into a, a, a care facility, unfortunately, and so mom's by herself. But thankfully, my one of my nieces is going to live with her for a few months, and while she's looking for work, and and with dad, like he, he's in the village where he grew up now, like that's basically where his mind is. And I right. said, now I can get my mother on video chat, and she, we finally did the other day. And I, I'm not, I'm going to leave this in because I think people might get something out of it. And uh, someone said, what's what's isn't it great to have your mother? You know, you can chat with her on Messenger. And I go, now now. Now the unenviable task I have of deleting every picture of me smoking and drinking on Facebook has to start. <laughs> oh dear! Oh uh, yeah. Last night, the 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 attendant said he got up to go to the bathroom thirteen times. <laughs> I go, Mom, are you exaggerating? No, he wrote it down 13 times. Yeah. Wow. He's up and down. Sounds great. That's really sad, of course, because, you know, yeah, or maybe organ failure, kidney failure. You know, there's lots of things that could, could cause that. Um, but what people were posting on a multitude of groups, not in, in a multitude of groups, not just our own, was that, you know, he's locked them up and all that. I'm not going to give shit, him shit for putting them in a facility. I mean, for fuck's sake, they're that age where they need care. But right. it is it is sad to talk about them like that because, fuck's sake, give them some dignity. You, you ruined most of their lives. Why not give them this last little bit before they fucking pass? Ugh. Again... Like Bob would agree, he's MPD. He's trying to take credit for everything he does and putting them in a place and going to visit them like once a year or so far after yeah. Easter or Mother's Day. They went right before they went to Florida, they went and visited. Yeah. And, you know, it's part of his nut that he has to pay for. Yeah. But Christ, just, yeah, give them dignity. That's yeah. all old people want. They want to be remembered as. You know, classy, graceful, vibrant. Good yeah, good people that took care of their family. Yeah, no, he there is no that. He's got There's be. no, no dignity. You're either if you're dying or you're moving to Vegas, you're still dying. It doesn't matter. Uh, and in his mind, that's exactly how it's going to work. Number seventeen, ironically enough, sure, Howard. He sits in a chair. It's fine. Don't visit him. I mean, it's it's horrible. I don't know. But my father, my father seems to be having a good time. Actually, he's not bummed out. What do you out. mean he's having a good time? What? How do you gauge that? Because whenever I go over there, which was you know as little as I can, I mean, uh, <laughs> my father, he, I don't know, he sit, he sits in this chair and he reads. Okay, so that one was that one was um, cut. Uh, that was truncated a little bit, but it, I think it was the last time, one of the times before where Ray actually he claims Ray told him we don't need to see you. <laughs> Yes, they rushed him out of the apartment. Um, he even says right there as a a, a truth that he snuck in yeah. was the few times that I have to go see him. Yeah. Have to or right. will go see him. The few. So you're a terrible son, Wiggy. Like, yeah. I know you don't know what human emotions are, but like, just try. Even mm. Dexter tried harder than you. And yeah. I'm re-watching Dexter with my kids, so you're going to get a lot of Dexter references in the next couple of months. <laughs> um, new show coming out November 22nd, November 2nd, I don't know, one of those. But yeah, I'm comparing you to a serial killer. 
Yeah. So, congrats. Well, <laughs> you know what? Tony Soprano was a, a fictional character who murdered people and had people killed, but he had sympathy for Uncle Junior when he went to see him the last time. Yes. <laughs> There's so many levels, and Wiggy is the most extreme with no emotion at all. None. He claims he goes to a psychiatrist to understand emotions. Not a chance. Next clip, guys. A fake vegan suggesting a porn tutorial from a closeted 79 son. <laughs> you know, he could look stuff up. I, you know, I know my father loves porn. He would love to look at that. It would oh be fun God. for him. You, if, I can imagine you teaching him how to look up porn. <laughs> it's easy. You porn. That's what I do. But I'm just saying, your dad first has to get used to a computer and how it works. And now you've got to show him how to get to the porn. Nothing motivates a guy to learn how to work a computer like porn. I mean, <laughs> and all of a sudden you're interested. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't even know what the fuck I'm listening to. I can't imagine <laughs> talking to my parents in their 90s about porn. I haven't talked to them about porn ever. Yes. Yeah, in 40 some years, I'm alive. Yeah, I'm not going to happen. Maybe my father, because he listened to Stern and he might have brought up something back in the day and I just laughed it off. I wasn't going to get into a big discussion about, you know, two girls in one cup <laughs> with my father. <laughs> one of my uncles, God. I'm not joking. This is how puritanical it was in the house with regards to like sex and stuff. Uh, but in my one of my uncles, my mom's brother-in-law. We were watching Revenge of the Nerds, or my cousins were watching Revenge of the Nerds on video back when it came out, you know, on video. And at the Love scene at the, the the scene at the Trilam's house where Booker's dancing with the girl and he's squeezing her ass like he's grabbing. Like, yeah. The minute he saw that, he clicked it off and he broke the tape because <laughs> he said, Aww. "I'm not I'm not having porno in my house." And they had to pay like hundreds of dollars for the cassette. He didn't realize it cost that much. And that's how it was. You don't. You lie to your parents. When we were out with our girlfriends or boyfriends or whoever it was, uh, you know, most of my cousins are girls on the in Canada. Um, if we were staying overnight with our significant others, um, we had to lie. We had to say, you know, I'm with I'm with James. I'm with so and so. You know, I'm with uh, yeah. I'm with I'm with I'm with Tegan, and we're having a sleepover and blah blah blah. They, and the, and I think my mom said at one point, we want the lie. Don't ever tell us what you're doing. Right. I know. I'm I'm at that point with my kid now. Like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not gonna give details. I just know stuff. Yeah. Let's just say I'm telepathic with my kid yeah. Yeah. and I have to block out certain things because I don't wanna know. I don't want to address right. them. Yeah. Or I'll just blurt out something to him and say, No comment needed. Let's move on. <laughs> exactly. TMI. There's no information, yet there's still too much information anyway. Uh, let's continue. Okay, tell me how to do this again. Well, why don't you show your dad some porn on an iPad? I used to give my dad porn when we worked at K-Rock. Really? Yeah. I, like I, would, um, I said, I know my old man likes porn, but he can't get it because he's retired. He can't go into the city and get porn. And um, we used Like they to get don't have porn, porn on Long Island? Now, I don't know. It just would have been weird. Like, I don't know if where like he once he retired, he was always home with my. 
Believe it or not, I'm still of the generation where there were that we did have porn in the woods. There was like Playboys and Beaver Hunt and 40 plus and all this bullshit. And, you know, they, they were in trees and they were fucking maggoty and shit. And it was it was I'm not oh. sure. Honestly. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. Well, you were, you, you, you know, it was not that this is pre porn days, pre pre Internet days. And dad, I rated dad had a, a, a bunch of Playboys, but they were not. He said they weren't his. I believe it. Actually, he wouldn't buy it, but he definitely would take it from a, a co-worker who had a bunch and will gifted them to him. And that was the extent back then. But you know, there was no interaction like with my fa- father, for sure. We did not talk sex at all. See, I'm just willing to say shame on this generation and the ones before it who don't have enough memory to get off on just memories. Yeah. Like visual in their head where now people need a camera, they need a TV, they need yeah. all kinds of stuff, toys. Back in the day, all we had were like our hands. Yeah. And that's it. It was the and band of the hand. That was fine. We did it. But mm-hmm. apparently now everybody is crippled and needs like tons of help right. and videos and yeah. toys. And it's it's just not like it used to be. Right. It's a lost art. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. You can't jerk off the lingerie ads in the Sears catalog anymore. <laughs> Number 20. Okay. Operation fruit. Cl- sorry. Operation fruitcake lie on the fly. I'm going to give my own man's. I'm born. I, I grabbed a whole bunch of titles. Did you? Uh... I put it in a brown paper bag because his okay. generation always kept porn in a brown paper bag. That When they see brown paper bag, they know. <laughs> Couldn't it be booze? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there's a porn. I know what he's talking That's about strange. the old the old Playboys and pent, some penthouse used to be um, okay sold yeah. sold in a paper bag. Yeah, for sure. They know there's either but, dirty books or yeah. Sorry. Just remember, he's so out of touch. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't have a concept of how things are really done nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, yellow envelope or just I don't know. Plastic bags. It's it's always a brown paper bag. Like, he's so old school. It's it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> you, you, you think Howard when he strips down for the the rare occasion when it's contractually obligated that Beth must sleep with him that he has those um, sock suspenders like they used to see on you know like little rascals. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Like that'll that'll fucking get your panties ripped off, ripped off real fast, ladies. Magazines or or porn, or like videos. Okay. Yeah. I said, Dad, take this home. Woo! Just take it home and enjoy. Never heard of what we never spoke about never it again. Thank you. Didn't. No, no, no. Nothing. But he took it. He took it home, and I never heard about it again. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, The next clip is called Motivated Closet Case Wanted to Get on the Internet for Chat Rooms. Let me show you what's going on on the Internet, why the Internet is so popular. You know, because every time I say to my father, oh, you can read the news. He's like, oh, fuck the news. I I get the news anyway. I got a paper, got a TV. (laughs) I know what got me into the Internet porn, those chat rooms, everything. Yeah, they were gay chat rooms. (laughs) Early on, he wrote about it. (laughs) Webcam boys. Yeah, totally. It's great. <laughs> yeah, you were learning up a storm. Oh, I learned everything. That was back in the day. It was hard to get on the internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to jump through hoops to get on the internet. <laughs> I was motivated. 
He used to chat uh, as a woman. Yeah, he would. It's true. And um, and then he he devoted, I think, a full chapter of Miss America, which is like, I don't know, 50 pages on, you know, meeting, finally meeting, having some of these people that claim to be who they were online in the studio and that they looked, they claim they look really good, but they were just, you know, average looking people. And I remember thinking to myself, what a fucking fluffy piece of shit. Some might, some might say, wow, it was, you know, he was ahead of the curve. He was on prodigy chat rooms and shit like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was a little creepy in my opinion. Very suspect. Yeah. Uh, number 22. Wow. I'm the parent of 50 people's lives. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. a drag, you know, hearing your parents getting older and, you know, there's, there's various issues and, you know. I have a feeling Bob's going to make a meal out of this one. And I'm in charge of their lives now. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm sort of the parent. Well, that's what happens. It's a full circle kind of thing. Yeah. I'm the parent in about 50 people's lives, so. <laughs> is this the daughters the husband the the husband the son-in-laws the yes, daughters yep. grandchildren ex-wives mm-hmm. um ralph beef <laughs> everybody beef's else. family yeah everybody under contract cat yeah pat, Mon- pat, Ma- pat monachia uh richie notar <laughs> <laughs> My adopted John son, J- JD, exactly. The last I well, you're, no, yeah. you're not up to the guy who had 94 children with 36 wives, okay? Hey, good for him. God bless him. <laughs> he just died. He was 76. I said, of course he died. <laughs> Left all those orphans. Oh, and Sam, thank you so much for this clip. Number 23, I know I'm an idiot. You know, I know I'm an idiot. That's why I'm not, you know, I'm pretty careful about what I say. <laughs> he, he called Wendy Williams a cunt for 40 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see. Hold on. There's a little more. Dopey. But these guys don't know they're idiots. They really, but like he's, he's. Okay. And the next clip, uh, number 24, I'm for segregation. A protest sign read Foo Fighters fight to bring segregation back. Now they're comparing it to the now civil rights. Now it's all racism. Yeah. yeah. Now it's a race thing. Yeah. And by the way, yes, we are for segregation. We don't want you drinking from our fountains, you fucking unvaccinated assholes. We want Going you to, to just, our bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for segregation. Turns out, <laughs> I only want to be around vaccinated people. So we played a clip earlier where he was uh, Hitler or the Führer. <laughs> yeah. And. He wanted people to get tattooed who were vaccinated. Now he wants them segregated. So I see a theme here. Mm-hmm. I see the same theme that this blackface wearing person who is in denial of his whole past mm-hmm. is giving a new take on. He wants to be special. He wants yeah. to put people that are not doing what he's doing aside mm-hmm. yeah. and give them like a lower place in life. That's the comparison. That's all I've got. I want to tattoo people who don't do tracing. Uh, I want to tattoo people who don't put sauce on the side. Uh, number 25, Robin, stupid is as stupid does. There's two kinds of stupid. There's stupid where you know you're stupid. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's a so stupid you don't know you're stupid. That's Robin in a nutshell. That's Howard in a nutshell. He oh, claims he oh. thinks he's adult. I, I, I think that's bluster. I don't think he has the um, lack of narcissism and the self-awareness to know that he's really that stupid. Uh, I, I'm. I, I think he doesn't realize exactly how stupid he is. He he says it, but I don't believe he believes it. He is so surrounded by yes men and mm-hmm. people telling him how great he is and everything's sure. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Of course, he has no clue how stupid he comes off until he comes here. So <laughs> yeah. Can I refer I you guys to episode seventy nine? Just. <laughs> We're trying to help you. We really are. We want good shows. We want entertainment. We're trying to help fans, but it's a losing battle. There's no sign of life in this show. There's no sign of things getting better. The world's a mess as it is, but we're trying to do a service for people. We're trying to keep politics out. We're trying to let them know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Things are really bad with the show. Mm And we see what you see. So try and get a laugh. Um, and we'll let you know that you're not missing anything. So cancel your subscription and let them know he's terrible. But the thing is, we're not going to be hypocritical if, in fact, he does an interview with somebody or there's a segment that's actually entertaining. And we all can we all agree like, wow, that was a throwback. It was actually entertaining. We'll be the first to fucking play it. Absolutely. I would love for him to just fumper endlessly and meander i I, i'm i'm all for that and that's what we document but if by some reason there's something that happens not to fall flat we'll play it absolutely right and the latest thing we have is back in february march Mm -hmm. bob odenkirk came in who Mm -hmm. i love hi bob that bob made the interview great because he didn't let wiggy run it he ran it Mm -hmm. himself Mm-hmm. He had great stories. He was entertaining, lovable, and it just went so quickly. But mm-hmm. every other one has been a train wreck. Mm-hmm. So your percentages are like what one less than one percent if you go for the past yeah. ten years, for the past yeah. five years, two years. It's yeah. still like one percent or less, and that's due to the guest. Well, there's no, there's not even a hundred interviews a year, so it's definitely more than a percent. Like it's literally whatever, yeah, it's a little more than one percent. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. Like a percentage in terms of a ratio, yeah, one for fifty or one for sixty, however many guests. And Bob Odenkirk, what a perfect example of a guy, way too smart for just about anybody in the room. Like we're not, we're talking Doug Kenny, Harold Ramis type smart. You know this guy. Um, is was not just Better Call Saul and fucking nobody and all these things. He he really is a smart cookie and very well well read, great writer, funny, everything. He actually is Saul because he gets you on his side. Hmm. He is that lawyer that can state a situation so well that you you can't help but believe him mm-hmm. and. What he's saying is true, and he has facts to back it up. But, oh, my God, I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan. I'm a huge Better Call Saul fan. And when Bob came on, I was like, oh, no, Wiggy's going to ruin him. But Bob held up his part of the end and Wiggy's. He made it so good. And 
nothing will compare to any interview except that. And then you look at Robert Plant, and it's like, <laughs> oh, God. was Chris Farley the love of your life? Um, I here's here's a question for you. During that junket, do you recall at all if um, he did Bennington's show? I don't know because I don't listen to Bennington. Sorry. Okay. He, I love Bennington as an interviewer. Uh, I don't get a chance. I don't get as much a chance to listen to any podcast, to be honest with you. And this week, certainly not. I can't even listen to <laughs> the last thing I listened to right now. Most recently was me and uh, Raven were l- 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 watching the uh, Foster Brooks, uh, Dean Martin, air, uh, drunk airline pilot sketch, <laughs> a bit of it, and just laughing our asses off. And then um, Sam and I, in another episode <laughs> recently, we were just watching the uh, infamous uh, Carson doing the uh, the best line of uh, sis, uh, sorry uh, Karnak the sis boomba joke the exploding sheep and laughing our fucking asses off over something that's so stupid but anyway um, generally I don't get a chance to, to see it but I would have loved it I was kind of shocked that we're in that category I was kind of shocked at this that um, I, I don't watch CNN a lot I'm more of an MSNBC guy so I don't really know who's on Oh, come on, Robin. I have a medical condition. That's real funny. <laughs> Fucking these burps. Can we have a moratorium on that fucking belching? When was that ever funny? Never. Yeah. Uh, it's it's yeah it's okay it's a long long since it stayed its welcome. The next clip is called "Interesting Take on Wiggy's Feeling of Our Failed Education System." There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, education. Uh, no, I'll tell you why. There's plenty of uh, schools out there in the United States, plenty of teachers. It has nothing to do with the teachers and the uh, schools. There's plenty of schools. There's plenty of money for schools. All they got is money for schools. Wrong. It's the, uh, yeah, this is one I, I, I have to have. I have to have really no voice for because I don't know what the state of the American like state by state. I've always felt like the United States are 50 little countries culled together each state is its own kind of entity so from state to state things can be different but i have no knowledge of what's really going on education wise but you guys maybe you can help absolutely well i know for a fact just from talking to sam that new york and pennsylvania have failed the students Mm -hmm. in math alone they've made it so much more difficult for students to add subtract multiply and divide that Mm -hmm. in the past Growing up, all we had to do was just memorize facts, and mm-hmm. we could do math long division. Yeah. We could do multiplication. Not now. Now it's breaking things down into groups. It's, it's, I forget what they call it, but the math that the states are giving our public schools and even private schools is so sad. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. He never raised his kids. He has nothing to compare it to except no, when he no. was in school and he was a 79 and he was reading Itsy Bitsy Spider in high school. So fuck off. <laughs> well, I just remember my one of my my nephews, he he they explained to me, his parents explained to me that they taught him the school system changed to, such to the point where when he was in about grade 4, grade 5, they said He's learning spelling. And I go, what are you talking about? They said they have a system now where the kids learn to spell phonetically up until a certain point, And then they correct them. I go, so you're starting this kid off spelling dog, D-A-W-G, because that's how they think it sounds like. And that's how they should spell it. And then you're going to correct them. That sounds back ass backwards. It's pathetic. 
what our systems have come down to. And I can only speak for, you know, the system I'm in and yeah. Sam's, but for he was never a father. He never helped his no. kids once with homework. I guarantee it. They might have asked him a question. He's like, go ask your mom. Oh, never happened. Never helped <laughs> them once. I guarantee I've got, it. I've got audio. I've got audio clips of him talking about how he couldn't help his kids because he was an idiot. <laughs> so it's funny. Citizens of this country who have become anti-education and who also only take the side of their kids. Do you know how many teachers will send home a note now to parents and say, your child is acting up in school? And you know what the parents do? They go, that teacher's a fucking moron. They don't understand my kid. My kid didn't do anything wrong. They take the side of the child. There has been a complete. I will say that kids, certain, the kids uh, across the board are more coddled, certainly. And they don't have the the same kind of stresses we had. It's a bunch of different other stresses, you know. It's swiping left and shit. I don't know. But either way. Kid, kids are surrounded with too many electronics, too much yeah. distraction. Oh, yeah. Um, Wiggy is just projecting that they called his kid a moron. And, <laughs> his, you know, he had to fight back or his parents had to fight back that he yeah. wasn't a moron. Yeah. I don't know. My son is not in the slow class. She, he is a bright, <laughs> bright young child who has an affinity to play with marionettes. And he enjoys the company of other men. I don't see the problem with that. Complete disintegration of the emphasis on education in this country by parents and the local school boards. They don't care anymore. Everyone has become laissez-faire. My father went to the worst school you could ever. He changed schools every month. This school that was cool. during the Depression, yeah. there was nothing. And he got a fabulous public school education because he cared. If this is one thing I will say, Ben was a bright person. Ben Stern was a very like educated person. There's no two ways about it. I think he would have found a way to educate himself, even if he'd been in, I don't know, the the school of, you know, Bowery. Uh, I, I mean, it was, you know what I mean? It, it was just a matter of yes. applying yourself and people want to read and they crave knowledge and they just seek it out, you know. Uh, Wig is the opposite. I mean, <laughs> Ben paid for his education and he was still a fucking dumbass. Oh, for sure. He needed a tutor all his life and Ben was his tutor through college and yeah. through the beginning of his radio career. Yeah. And he throughout different had, parts of it. Yeah. He had it be. So we got this clip here. Robin being useful for once schooling Howard while he tries to defend Jeffrey Tubin. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point I, I wouldn't exactly say in my defense because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. You so, thought that you had turned off your camera? Correct. I thought that I had turned off the Zoom call. Now, that's not a defense. This was deeply moronic and indefensible. Okay. Yeah, it's a little bit of a 79 brain fart. <laughs> Just didn't click enough buttons, I guess. <laughs> God. I don't know. I don't know that it was deeply moronic. I mean. Yes, it was. It was absolutely you know, stupid. 
<laughs> okay, so this is the last clip, guys. Caveman Howard defends jerk off TV host. <laughs> no, you know men are like cavemen. It's like you know, me need come now. But you know, you're listening to his voice and how he talks. Yeah. Does that sound like a man who needs to get it out right now? <laughs> Every man needs to get it out right now. I need to get it out right now. <laughs> That's what honestly. cracks me up because he's so mild mannered and soft spoken. Yeah, it's kind of What's great. What's he doing but right now? I'm so glad I didn't fucking grow up with like uh, sexting and shit. I, I, really <laughs> 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 I feel so bad for people like this. Like your camera's on. Uh, do you know anybody, by the way, just out of curiosity, real quick. Do you know anybody that actually puts like stickers on their camera, like the front camera and stuff like that to block it? Block it? I do at work all the time. Because you, you feel that there's some. You know, like somebody's in there filming you no matter what. I am borderline conspiracy type. Mm -hmm. So there are pieces of me that believe based on things I've seen on the Internet Mm -hmm. that I don't want to take the chance of people seeing me Mm -hmm. at work, whatever I'm doing or talking about. So I keep my sound off and my camera taped up yeah mm-hmm. when i'm in meetings i don't normally have to show my face mm-hmm. i just need to show up and speak my piece so yeah they don't require that i don't offer it um yeah. i do think there's something with tv smart tvs or mm-hmm. phones that yeah they do record and sometimes you see like lights go on and you're like what's going on and they say mm-hmm. it's an update but i don't know um, hmm, that's just me, you know, wanting privacy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's right before Skynet takes over full control. Um, I think we're good with the rest of this, guys. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, series of breakdowns. We're going into the last week. Uh, we're we're not gonna we're not gonna. Normally, we would chronologically jump ahead and go to this latest thing and we may do that i haven't decided just yet we only have so many sundays and we have to choose judiciously what goes down uh anybody you want to give a shout out to not right now everybody's great and um yeah we just want to get caught up so if we have to do a thursday show or something with a breakdown that's great i don't mind um you're not missing anything on the new shows that's for sure (laughs) I can guarantee you that. Uh, they're terrible as ever. Nothing's yeah. changed. Yeah. Probably pre-recorded. Yeah. And a lot of fake voices. Um, yeah, not much. I haven't no. noticed any staff missing, but we still haven't heard from Richard. Yeah. I think That's we heard be, yeah. from Sal, but not Richard. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a, a work in progress. We'll see who's actually still on staff, and and, and stuff will get out no matter what. I'm certain certain of it. The more people get dropped like flies. Uh, thank you to all the new subscribers. Check us out on Patreon as well. Remember the Black Kluge level? That's five dollars and up. If you want to give us more than that, you can adjust it yourself and any whatever currency you're giving to. Uh, we love it. Remember, it's weekly content. I don't have a set schedule for the Patreon. It's just weekly, so it could be on the Monday, it could be on that Friday, it could be on the Wednesday. There's 
listeners know, but you're definitely getting some new content from Deborah, myself. I'm usually the the anchor, but <laughs> it's a rotating cast, and sometimes three three of us doing the same uh, a particular episode. Uh, Sam will be doing some. Raven will d- try to uh, get in on some of them as well. But Carrie and Deborah and Bob and I are all uh, we're all putting new stuff together, and most of that will be found on Patreon. But occasionally it'll get on Sunday shows as well. It depends on the the time of the year. Thank you so much, Fillmore. Love you. Love everybody in our group. Doing great. And have a great night, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye for now. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. If you weren't a boxer, what would you be doing? <laughs> to lie <lie> somebody. <laughs> do, you, do you think there should be random drug testing for athletes? Yeah, but most athletes are more clean anyway. They just, they just go to a... Uh, I had them. I mean, they going to they just make everything clean. So yeah, they should. <laughs> Can't believe he went into boxing. <laughs>